Hello and welcome back to the She Invest podcast. I am your host, Allie Fugit. And I'm Carrie Douglas. And we are She Invest. Uh, today we're coming at you um, with episode 11, and we just wanted to come and give you some reality check in uh, with our hotels. Uh, and just kind of, again, in the trenches of what we're going through, uh, and hopefully, like, our experiences can help someone else because that's what this is all about like, learning and growing from others. So uh, I'll let Carrie start with with her updates. Sure. Um, so as far as just not not necessarily our hotel project, but just uh, wealth building through real estate in general, um, we just got back from Florida. We went down there to kind of close out um, all of our personal things at our uh, first STR property that we purchased two years ago. Um, we are selling it by the time this airs, we will have closed and, um, we are walking away with a great, um, profit to go do the next thing. So, um, it was a really good weekend down there. Like, of course I've been looking at this as an investment the whole time, but for the kids, this has been their vacation home. And so, you know, they got to go down and do you know, a couple last swims in the pool and visit to the beach. And we spent some time with our neighbors who have become our friends. And um, it was just a really great weekend. It was great to also kind of get away. Um, so that was a really, really positive experience. Um, <clears throat> I also can't say enough about like the um, estate sale experience and how much I've learned through that. So <clears throat> even though we had planned to sell our house fully furnished, um, with beautiful, like all of our beautiful decoration and, and, you know, it really is good at attracting guests. Um, the buyer did not want any of the furnishings. So, um, we obviously didn't want to pay to move all of that, um, across the country. So we decided to hold an estate sale and, um, the gentleman who came was just extremely professional, really helpful. Um, we, it was a really interesting process. We had a couple people who didn't want to help us because we didn't have enough small items. It was mostly big furniture. Um, but we found somebody who was willing to do it. And, um, it's just, it's like a turnkey process where they come in and price everything for you and they remove anything that's left over at the end. So we really don't have to think about it. And, um, that's been a huge relief. So that's been really, really good. Um, everything for that property is shaping up really nicely. So, that's awesome. But that's yeah. it. Like that's like a cool process to experience and like have knowledge on as you're moving forward. Because like for people that just like you that invest um, mm -hmm. in different parts of the country, like they may not have known that that could have been an option. And um, some people would have just kind of used their own time to try to sell the furniture or hold a yard sale or something leading up to the closing. But an estate sale is like pretty, pretty smart, um, on your time and, and obviously on a return that you could get. Yeah. I mean, they obviously make a commission on everything that sells, but I think it's well worth it. And, um, they're coming up with the pricing, they're coming up with the marketing. So it, they, they deserve it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's really good. Yeah. And I think it's a good tool for, for listeners to use if like, if they haven't done that process before is like, if you go in like, and you're not in Carrie's position where you're selling the house, but if you go in and you are purchasing a property that you, that may be furnished that you don't want and they're just not willing, like they're just going to leave everything. Remember that there's that option for you, too, where you could essentially make a little bit of extra money you weren't planning on making, even by allowing someone else to do it, make some money on it. 
as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a great tool. Um, especially, um, you could do it too with like large, even after you do your depreciation on the property, um, for like large commercial, like hotels, you could do the same thing and have them come in. They're really willing to take a lot of, especially that big used furniture. So, yeah, well, and that's actually a perfect segue into how things are going at the hotel. So we are planning to use that same strategy after, after that experience we had in Florida, I was like, Oh, okay. When we get a little further along here and we're ready, I mean, the hotel we purchased came with furnishings. I don't think we're going to need any of it. And of course, you know, we walk in and we're like, oh, what are we going to do with all this, <laughs> right? We're going to have to get dumpsters and stuff. But I'm really, uh, after this experience, I am definitely going to try to, I, and I I don't want to have a sale. I don't want to list stuff on Facebook Marketplace and have to meet people at the property. And then if they don't show up or whatever, like that is not a good use of my time. So I think we're going to use the estate sale strategy there also to go ahead and clean out um, everything that the seller of the hotel left for us. Um, and so that'll just help us start with kind of a clean slate. Um, mm -hmm. and there's a need in our community for this type of stuff. So whatever doesn't sell, I'm, I'm really excited that they'll be able to take some sort of a charity. Um, I, it's obviously easier for us to just toss it in a dumpster, but that's, you know, not what I want to do with it. I don't want to fill a landfill with stuff if I don't have to. So, um, so I'm really happy, uh, that we kind of learned a bit about that process, um, so yeah, so that's that's a little bit about the hotel, I guess, is that we're going to be starting to clear out what what the seller left for us. Um, we we also are working on opening up our pool. So because we're in Wisconsin, you know the it's not open year round. We winterize it. Um, normally you would have it open by like Memorial Day, and um, because we are still in renovation mode, we don't have guests there. We didn't need to have it open by a certain date, so we're we're opening that over the next week and um, it won't be open for guests. It will be like, we're going to label it as the pool is closed, but we are unwinterizing it, I guess I could say um, so that we can check all of the mechanical pieces and make sure that everything has anything that needs repair gets repaired um, this summer. So that when we go to do our grand opening next spring, that we won't have any of those problems. So we're just going to go mm -hmm. ahead and, um, it, it won't take the normal amount of like maintenance and cleaning because it's not really going to be used very much, but we'll go ahead and, and fill it with water and assess everything. So yeah, we went on, um, over there yesterday um, and I I actually wasn't able to be there. So um, my husband went and turned on the water to, to that building. And um, apparently some valves were left open because when they winterized it, they took, they opened up all the lines and then blew them out with air to make sure there's no water left inside so that nothing would freeze and burst the pipes. So all these valves are open and we didn't really know which ones were and weren't. Um, and so he turned the water on and water just went everywhere in, in two different buildings, <laughs> just water everywhere. Oh my <laughs> so they went ahead and like, okay, well now we know, like we closed them all back up and, um, we do have one area that needs, um, a plumbing repair that actually is leaking, but everything else was just like left open. So now that that's all taken care of, so we'll have a plumber there tomorrow taking care of all that. And, um, yeah, it's just real life. Like, <laughs> yeah. Know? But, like, but now the plumbing situation is going to help you like with some other rooms too. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. So we already had a plumber scheduled to be there tomorrow to um, work on a few of the rooms as well. So we're just going to have them work on that piece of pool equipment at the same time. Um, so, yeah. So I actually, um, we're still in the phase of uh, like we have long-term folks staying in our property um, while we're working through the renovation phase. And um, so that's who, that's who we've got. We got some plumbing repairs to do for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's great though. But, but, um, like, again, like important update for, you know, this is the first episode you're listening to Carrie bought the property with long-term tenants in it. Mm -hmm. And currently while she's like finishing out capital raising and everything, she's just allowing them to stay and pay the bills, which is, yeah the perfect plan while you're still trying to figure things out. And, yeah. That's great. That you summarize that in case people aren't familiar with the backstory. Yes. So yeah. um, it's, it's great to have a cash flowing property while you are trying to capital raise and uh, begin renovation. So mm -hmm. that, that has kept things really stable, which is helpful. Um, and, and, and there's a need for it right now. You know, yeah. we have a housing shortage, so there's not enough long-term places to be. So right. uh, it's been a win-win. Yeah. Well, I think it's also important like for new listeners or like for people that are kind of see, they just see the um, front page story of things. They don't get to a lot of the background details, like what we're doing. Uh, not everything is sunshine and rainbows when you For sure to, not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When you come into these larger commercial properties, it is a lot less sunshine and rainbows than uh, single family homes, um, especially when you get into capital raising and things. So on the front page, when you see all these people like raising capital and things like that, don't like don't think that it's easy because we'll just go ahead and tell you that it's not. Um, also, don't think that everything comes to them at one time, because in most cases and what Carrie and I are have both been learning through our journey is that a lot of times these things come in stages and yeah. you have to be prepared with multiple plans on what you're going to do to move forward. And so, um, and I'll share my updates on that in, in a minute, but it's just, it's, it's not what was expected from the glam that you are yeah. presented through a lot of other people. Right, so, right. Before you get started, point that out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just wanted to point that out there because it's it's a it's fun and it's worth the wealth building strategy. It's worth going this route to if this is the route that will get you to you know your goals. Um, but you do need to be prepared that uh, this is not something that is an easy task and yeah. that everyone can jump into because it is mentally exhausting. Um, yes. I was just going to say like having mental resilience, right? So like every time there's a hurdle in front of me, um, it would be really easy to be like, oh, nothing's going right. Everything's wrong, you know, and, and to just get frustrated. And instead I'm just like, I feel like it's, it's, I'm trying to keep it very simple, um, touch it very lightly. Like, okay, here's the problem. Here's the solution. Boom. Next. Like, I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm not going to sit here and think about it. It doesn't matter that water went spraying everywhere. We have a plumber scheduled tomorrow. Focus on that. Like, yeah. it's going to be fine. So I'm just trying to like each hurdle, you know, like not let it um, wear me down, I guess, because I know there's going to be more. There'll be so many more. Um, and so having that, that like mental strength 
um, to keep going, even when it's yeah. challenging and when it feels like nothing's going right, um, has been super important. And I'm not perfect at it, but I recognize when my mindset is starting to like mm-hmm. shift negatively and I and then I do what I need to to bring it back to the positive. Um, earlier this week on Tuesday, I was over there and I was like, okay, I have these three little tasks I'm going to check on. I know what to, I'm going to go there and just do these quick three things. And I was there for two and a half hours and completed none of them. I like was able to start and then ran into a problem and then had to go, you know, call this person and get that contractor scheduled. And then I went to the hardware store and then I came back and like, and then I got to, you know, two and a half hours later and I was like, none of these tasks are finished. I haven't made any headway. <laughs> like, and right. so it, gets, it gets mentally exhausting and frustrating um, to be like, hold on. How have I spent this much time at the property in one day and accomplished zero things? Right. But I learned some things. Um, I have a, I have a very uniquely laid out property. It's across three and a half acres and it was built in 1960. And I don't want to know what kind of opioids they were on when they were drawn up floor plans, but like stuff's in really weird places. And so I never know, like, where's the shutoff for this or where, you know, so like, and I, it's not like I'm over there trying to do the actual contracting myself. Like, I'm not claiming to be in construction, right? I just happen to be a little bit handy, but I'll go over there with contractors and they'll ask me like, we can't find the shutoff. And I'm like, if they can't find it, how would I have known where it was, you know? So figuring it all out. Um, But yeah, some of these things that they did in 1960, just like not today. Right. (laughs) Right. So I um, I mean, when we experienced the same thing with a water shutoff valve and we couldn't find it and it was across the street, it was across the street. Oh my God. Yeah. So like, I feel you and you look for it and you can't find it. Oh yeah. So it's just, I mean, it's just keeping that like mental, like attitude, very positive. And, um, when, when you hit these negative things, just figure out how to keep yourself in the right headspace. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm up to this week. (laughs) Well, I think it's, um, in the words of uh, Michael Jordan is what challenge are you willing to accept for your growth right now? You know? Uh, and, yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, like what, and that, and that's where we're at, right. Is I, we have the mental toughness to say that we are not going to allow these challenges to define us and we're just going to move forward, but also we're willing to accept them for our growth. And um, yeah, like, and it's fun after, after you look back on it, it's fun and you can laugh about it, but um, yeah, you, you laugh to keep from crying right now. And then later you'll actually laugh about it because it's not yeah. as painful anymore. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so, well, do you have any other updates for us, Carrie? No, I think that's it right now. Yeah, that's good stuff though. Like, uh, I, I, I don't have a pool, but I'm interested because my next, my next hotel purchase will be uh, at the beach, hopefully with a pool. So I can't wait to like hear all the things that you go through with that so that mm. I can learn from you Yeah. <laughs> um, on moving forward. Um, especially with the, especially if we buy an older one and all the water cutoffs and where they're at, like right. if they're in right. the buildings and stuff like that. Mm. That's interesting to know. Um, and in Wisconsin, I don't know how, the regulations in Wisconsin are pretty strict about how commercial pools have to operate, like what types of equipment, what types of chemical feeding system you're allowed to use, how often chemicals have to be checked, how often it has to be cleaned. 
Um, all of that is very strict here. And I, I wonder if it's because we only use pools, you know, three to five months out of the year that it's not like second nature to us, like it would be for Florida, right? Where you're just like, oh yeah, it's very natural for every hotel along the beach to have a pool. And it, like, it's no big thing. You know, I, I don't know if that's why, um, but it seems to be like very, um, intensely regulated. And so this year we're not going to be subject to that because we're not letting guests use it right now. Um, but I'm working very closely with a company uh, in, instead of training my staff to to do these pieces. Um, I'm working very closely with a company who does only this. And this is what they specialize in because I want my people to stay in their lane and I want to use someone who, you know, this is their specialty because um, I, I don't want to get into any sort of trouble with the state for not using it properly. Um, so that's just a piece of, of like a little nugget there, like to do the research on what the commercial pool regulations are in whatever state that you're in. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point because a lot of people probably didn't know that. Um, you know, you go on vacation and you see the pool boys doing their thing, yeah. but um, you don't think about like, at least until we got into this business, we didn't think about like, oh, that they're contracted and that's probably a regulation and mm -hmm. all of this. And now, now, of course, when we go on vacation and we like, we are going in the next couple of weeks and we'll be going to somewhere that has a pool on site and not just that, but like when we go now and we're going to the hotels and everything, we're just like, also, and it's an investigative journey at that yes. point, right? As we are researching everything that they're doing. What are they using for things. shampoo dispensers in the shower, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. How many towels did they leave us out? And Because, right. you know, we booked for this many people. And also, like, what is their staff doing? As I'm, like, peeking in the rooms, um, one of our coaches uh, said a really funny story one time, um, Emmanuel Pawnee, and he's, uh, he also has like boutique hotels and uh, he goes to these hotels and he'll just like, you know, sees a room that's open and he'll just like accidentally walk into a room that they're cleaning just to see like what they're doing. Right. And um, he'll be lost for a second and then pretend to speak a different language and, and walk out. And um, <laughs> it's, it's funny, but, um, but yeah, but like, like, Remember that if you are getting into this business or you're looking to get into this business and you're traveling, like do some, do some investigative research while you're out because you never know what you're going to find or what questions you're going to come up with that could help you or someone else along the way when you're, when you're going through. Cause I also want to know, like, um, you know, I, I, I want to ask like the front desk people when we go there, like, Oh, like what hours are you working? And like, do you get vacation days and like all this stuff? And so I'm yeah. just like, I'm asking all the questions and not feeling bad about it at all because exactly. I just want it from real life people. But yeah. But yes. Yeah, so. Can you write off every future hotel stay? If every time you go to a hotel, you're doing investigative research for your own property. I'm just kidding. That's but that would be funny. <laughs> that would be a good question though. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't think so. But I guess if you were looking at purchasing it, uh, you know, but, um, but yeah, some updates on, on what we're going through. I've got a few. Uh, the first thing is, um, we are at the stage for hours where tile and flooring and everything is going in. And, um, 
my husband and I actually decided after uh, like looking into some things and like when our furniture is going to be in, uh, we decided that we were going to do two, uh, one of each style room that we're going to be doing and we're going to do sample rooms. And uh, something I learned from Kristen Schrogren with um, On Design and this is what she's been doing and it's been very helpful for her. So what we'll be doing is staging two rooms. So we've uh, tasked our team with before they move forward with anything else that they're going to finish these two rooms um, so that I can get furniture in, put it in, make sure everything's good. Like that way, even if I have ordered all the other furniture and I don't want it or it doesn't fit, we can make that adjustment during that time and switch and send things back. So you're basically to- making a model room for each of your floor plans, one one each, and then testing everything out inside that room to make sure that the flow is good and that it all fits before you go ordering 50 of everything. That's right. Awesome. That's so smart. Yeah. And so, so I've been working on that. Uh, But the big thing was that we tasked again, the contractors to finish these two rooms. Um, and they're just on the bottom floor so it's easy accessible for furniture and stuff like that because again we don't want to get anything big in anywhere but uh they installed the first room's floor and it's wrong Um, now we've been doing this a long time and we should have known better but we trusted this contractor we have twelve thousand square foot of flooring um out in our parking lot it's like nine pallets worth of floor and it's the wrong floor um and so is it the wrong color the wrong material the wrong everything the wrong it's the wrong color um and of course our team members are like oh this floor looks so good and then i'm like it's the wrong color it doesn't match anything i have going in it's gonna make this place feel so small like no we can't do this and also like i think a big thing is um with the style hotel that we have, uh, again, just like Carrie's, it's like a 1960s build, but it's all concrete structure. So for those of you who don't know about concrete structure, because it was our first time with this, um, you don't have a lot of lighting options because everything is concrete. Okay. There is no, like, there's no drop ceiling for you to use nothing. Like if you have um, lighting, it's coming from some type of lamp or the back wall where the vanity is just because that's how they did it at the time. So So, you don't have overhead fixtures in the room. Right. Right. And there is no way to put up, um, yet can lighting or anything because it's all concrete. Mm -hmm. Um, and if we were to do it, we would have to create a faux ceiling, which would lower the ceiling. It's going to feel claustrophobic. Exactly. So for the rooms, lighting is very important. Okay, Um, because we do have big windows, which is a plus in the rooms, uh, but we had to figure out some way to add extra lighting. So the floor color um, in this whole aspect is very important. If the floor color is too dark because the lighting situation that we have, it's going to make the room terrible, right? The pictures are going to be terrible. The guests are going to feel like it's grungy and dark and that's not the experience we want to get. It's not the experience I would want to go into. Right. So um, so we need a very light colored floor. And um, I chose a very light birch wood sand color 
that also goes with the wallpaper and um, they installed gray flooring, mm. um, which doesn't work. And it's very dark. So it's um, cold and depressing. Exactly. And that's not the feel we're going for. If this was like on a beach with lots of blues and whites and everything, like a light gray color floor may work perfect. But for this hotel, dark, not a lot of lighting that we're already trying to fix and all of that. Um, it just is not going to work. So so our lighting situation, for, for those of you who may have the same situation, on the wall behind the bed um, where we're doing the wallpaper, we added a faux wall. So they framed up a wall on that so that we could run all of the electrical um, through that wall. And so now there'll be scone lights hanging beside the beds. Like sconces on either side? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so... And we're choosing a sconce that's going to like illuminate better, not like that's gonna. Like we don't want one, that, right? Not, not a task like where it's aimed down for reading, but one that kind of um, disperses right. light up onto the wall and and around. Yes, and so it's probably more than likely going to be one that's um, like a cone shape that's like putting light up and putting light down, yep. so that you're getting light going everywhere. But that's that's what we're having to do to overcome that situation to increase the lighting in the room mm -hmm. because we also are trying to save floor space. So I don't want a floor lamp there because of just the room layout and everything. Um, a floor lamp I'm sure would be fine, but we are trying to squeeze a lot and the most value for our guests into the room and it would take up space. You don't want to so, use it. Yeah. Right. I'd rather them have a chair and a lamp not be pushing on that chair. So so that was one of the issues that we've been dealing with this week. So it's just trying to help and figure out the logistics of like, okay, like we've got to pick, we've, we've got to send all this flooring back, but I also need to know where the actual flooring that I need is. And like, how are we going to get that here? Who's going to pick this up? Like, what are we going to have them do in the meantime to prep for, to make this go faster? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It's just all those things. So my recommendation to anybody going through this is get you a sample box and bring it to your hotel first um, and just lay it out in your room and see if it's the right color that you need um, before you move forward. Because we were very trusting. Again, we've done a lot of projects and we should have known better, especially on this large one. Um, the highlight and positive is that this contractor is um, very understanding and they're not um, charging a, a restock fee. So, um, so that's really good. Um, they're just going to send it back to their warehouse. So that's the update on that. So um, they didn't mess up. It was just, you guys ordered something that you, right. that looked, maybe the color sample you saw online didn't look the same as when it arrived in person. Well, we got, and we, we did get a, um, an actual sample and he actually brought, like came to our house and laid samples out. And, and I chose from the color that I knew I wanted from the samples that he had. The problem was the sample that he brought didn't have a lot of striation or eyes in it. it so was, it wasn't the full board. It was probably like a three inch piece. No, it was a full board, but that oh. one piece of board didn't have, it wasn't busy. It didn't have a lot of striations, didn't have a lot of eyes, but when they laid it and all the boards came together, it was like some of the pieces were cut circular saw. Some of it looked like different pieces of wood yeah. and it, because of how busy it was with all the striations and eyes, though, you know, those are, those are gray, 
in yeah. Yep. And so it just it made it look. Work. Yes. Okay. And so it just didn't work. I can't, it just wouldn't work with the, with the stuff. So, um, but we're, we're working to resolve that. And we finally found the right one. Yeah. So we're going to move forward. And I think it's but, important too to choose colors in the space you're going to be in, you know, yeah. with similar light or during the daytime when the light's shining in the window or whatever, like the, I know when I'm yeah. choosing paint colors, I hang them on the wall and then I look at them at different times of day to see how they look in different natural lighting with different lamps on um, and actually in the, the actual space, as opposed to choosing them at my house or at a paint store, you know, it's the same kind of idea. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so we, so now we, we learned our lesson on that. Um, and again, like we should have already known uh, we're experienced in this, but you know, uh, sometimes mistakes happen and, and, we kicked ourselves and again, it's our fault and we know that, but we're just moving forward to live another day and, yeah. and make the progress. But um, some other updates we have is I want to speak to like exactly what we were talking about earlier about like the lending and, and the funding for things. Um, so of course we, every fairy tale rate capital raising story is that you know where your money's coming from before everything happens. Before you buy the and, property. Yeah. Right. And the reality is for a lot of us that are in this is that's not how it happens. Mm -hmm. And um, we don't know. We are, we just know that this is a great investment and that now we just have to push it. So normally um, for those of you who don't know, when you go through this, like you're either having to use your personal capital to close it, or you are going to have somebody that, you know, that's going to come in and like help you bring the money to the closing table. Um, but then after that, you got to hit hard on actually funding um, the rest of the renovation and everything like that. And you only have so much time to get this done because usually your terms are so much uh, a lower interest rate during a certain amount of time or interest only payments for a certain amount of time. So we only have that time to get the money, to get things in, to get open so that we're cash flowing, so that we can refinance, so that we can pay off like whatever your terms and your case is going to be. But um, so, yeah, so the struggles of that are our hotel still has a, a, a good sum that we need that we're raising for renovation. And um, this has been a whole learning process. We, we broke our funding up for people that put money into the deal that just got equity. And we broke the rest of it up for people that put money in the deal that just wanted a return on their money and so much time interest uh, yep interest only for renovation and so uh that part has been the hardest part to do is just get people in there for interest only um so knowing what we know now we probably next time we will just split it up all equity um and that's fine we are accepting again that learning curve um but the problem right now is like finishing up that funding because things that we need to order now have very long lead times, but they take a lot of money to get here. And they are things that we absolutely have to have to make a hotel run. Yeah. So um, we've had investors come out this last week. We've got one that we think is going to go for it. But of course, like, and he's talking about bringing the rest of the funding but now he's wanting equity. And so it's just like us trying to negotiate and give depreciation and give some, find some equity to give this person so that 
we can have the money to finish the project. And that's been a struggle this week around those conversations. And um, those are hard conversations to have. Tough conversations. Absolutely. And, um, you know, and, and, and making promises that you hope you can, that you can keep on and working to keep, you know, the promises and the things that they, they want. So, so that's the update on that. So uh, everything's not sunshine and rainbows on our end. We are doing what we can to continue to move the needle forward every day. Um, but we are ultimately reaching the point where like, we know we have a great deal. It's just, we need to find someone that has money that they need to park that is willing to just make some interest return. And um, so, so that is that. And then my last update is, um, my first visit back to the hotel um in a long time because of everything <laughs> that's been going on with yeah so you, you a lot of work's been going on right but you haven't actively been at the property in a while right right so um so my husband is like he's been the general contractor for the job because we do own a construction company so um, he is the one that's been going and, and making sure progress is happening while, uh, my job and my role has been like the back end operations, getting the team set up, uh, running our business here, um, as well as, um, doing the ordering and, and sourcing all the items that we need to order. Um, so I went up and I, we got a couple kid free days and I finally got to go up and see progress while these guys have been working. And, I just want to speak to like the emotions that I had, like going into that, um, not seeing it for a while and then coming back and seeing what we've done was just like, it was, it was amazing. Like, um, I got emotional. Like we just stood there, my husband and I just stood there out in the parking lot, like looking at everything. And, and, and this is after we walked the rooms and I was just like, I mean, the, the building's being painted. We've got, people in our town that we're working with that are coming to do murals and like all of that is starting. And, um, we built this whole outdoor area, which is like changing the whole ambiance of the outdoor space. And, um, I was just like pretty emotional. I was like, Oh my God, like, look what we've done. Like we did this. And it was just a really inspiring moment. Like, I feel like I needed that moment to push forward. And we needed that win to say, all right, like we can do this. Like we are 80% there. We just got to get through the rest. And look how much we've accomplished already. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I think you need that, those moments. And we talk about this a lot, like in different groups and masterminds that we're a part of, like making that list of wins that Mm -hmm. you've had so that when you have the rough times, like what we've been doing, you can like go back and like, all right, I've accomplished all of this. Like I can go a little farther and and I can do this. And I think that's so important not to breeze past that. Um, what's the name of the book? Is it in the gap or, um, uh, I I was going to look it up real quick. It's basically like this concept, um, of, um, looking back at like, how far you've come compared to where you started because so many of us who are 
very, and, and I've had a lot of people say like <laughs> some really great um, mentors and people who have sp spoke a lot of positivity over me have reminded me of this in the past week because I'm looking forward like where I'm going and how much further I still have to go toward reaching my goal. And um, I, I have a lot. It, it can get overwhelming when you're looking up the mountain at like how much further you have to go. Right. But like if you turn around and kind of look at like where you've come from and how much you've accomplished so far, it is really helpful at keeping you in the right headspace of like being proud of yourself um, for having made it this far. And I, yeah. it's funny, I was saying the other day, I was like, oh, I'm so chicken. I, you know, because I was not wanting to do this hard thing. And then I was like, wait a minute. I bought, a, I bought a boutique hotel. That takes a lot of guts, right? Like I'm not a chicken. Right. I'm just, there's just something in front of me that I'm afraid to do right now. But like, but if I look back, you know, it just keeps it all in perspective. So it's so good that yeah. you guys are doing that. It's so important and letting yourself kind of feel all the feels, right? Cause yeah. if you get to the end and you don't take the time to do that, there's, there's, there's stages of grief with these things when the plan changes and you don't get to do what you thought you were going to do. There's, there's so much of this that requires us to process and, and, um, yeah. through those things. No, a hundred percent. And I, and I can't, I can't speak enough to the growth that my husband and I have had to go through as business partners, as spouses and everything like through this process, because, um, it takes a lot of learning, like, uh, especially the stress part. Um, understanding and knowing like this past week has been very hard for us um, uh, speak to in just a second, but uh, especially been very taxing on my husband who's been having to deal a lot of it uh, at the hotel and on some other aspects that we've been working on. Um, and it's like knowing when they've reached their limit and knowing when to step in and how to speak to each other during those times. And like also accepting what's, what they're going through and how they're coming at you, but then also making decisions. And, and like, for instance, it's kind of petty, but it's like my husband, like the outdoor space, we've just created this beautiful outdoor space. Again, it's going to change the whole ambience of the hotel. And he says, Oh yeah. And we're going to put 57 gravel down in the hotel. And I was like, no, we're not. That's not happening. He's <laughs> like, Oh yeah. It's going to save us all this money. I was like, I don't care. We didn't make this beautiful space for you to put 57 gray gravel down in front of my hotel. <laughs> like, right. um, but it's like, again, but it's having that conversation, like, no, like it, and I didn't really put it across that way. It was just like, no, like that's my opinion is we don't need to do that. We've made this beautiful space and 57 gravel is not par for that. Right. Space. Right. Um, and he's like, but it's going to save us this much money. And I was like, I think you're too focused on the money and you're not focused on what the appearance is going to be and the experience is going to be. And that's what we need to be focused on. And so it's, it's making those decisions, but also like, like understanding where they're coming from, like, because he is the one that um, mainly is, you know, going through the financial situation on that end, because this is his side of all of that. Um but it's also grounding him in the goal of, of the project. Right. And so that's, it's been a lot and all those emotions that play into it and, and seeing everything. And I got to see like the game room coming together and um, wallpaper is about to go up. And so like seeing all of that happening is just, yeah. Just puts you in all the fills. Awesome. Awesome. So. By the way, I looked up the book. It's called the gap and the gain 
and it's by Dan Sullivan and uh, Dr. Benjamin Hardy. And um, it, it says most people, especially highly ambitious people, are unhappy because of how they measure their progress. We have an ideal, a moving target that is always out of reach. And when we measure ourselves against that ideal, we are in the gap. However, when we measure ourselves against our previous selves, we're in the gain. Maybe I should start focusing on the gain when I talk about this instead of the gap. <laughs> I had it backwards. Yeah. But um, personally, haven't read this book, but I've heard it recommended for this very reason. And so um, I'll probably have to add that to my list of things to focus on over the next few months. That sounds like a good vacation yeah. to read right there. Yeah. Uh, I, I need to read it too. I haven't, I haven't read it, but our friend Cam Snyder that we've had on the show she constantly reminds us of, of that, just like looking back at your wins. And mm -hmm. I'm sure that's probably where she got it from. Um, she's always my positive yeah. reinforcer. Yes. So, yes. Um, no, I, I love that though. Like looking at, like looking at it as a gain because it is. And, and we do like vision boards and everything. And I, I have mine hanging up like right back here and uh, it's, encouraging so like when i have a bad moment like or every day when i come down it's like the first thing i see when i come over to my my desk and it's constantly reminding me of like literally this was my vision board for 2023 that we set in january is that when we went yeah um, january. and have you already one, accomplished half of it and that's what i'm about to count it all for you one <laughs> two three four five, six, seven, eight. So I had eight large goals and I have one, two, three, four, five, six of them accomplished out of eight. And it that's is amazing. See, so look at that gain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, I told, I, I was talking to my sister, uh, my sister-in-law and like really like pushing this on her. And she was like, it's just so trivial. And I was like, I, you say that when I'm telling you, like, it's, it's, it's a necessity to me now, like seeing you put something out there, you put it in place, you look at it, you focus on it because what you're focused on is where all your intentions and your, your, your energy will go. Like, mm -hmm. um, you know, where, what, what, what does Mike Schrogren say? Like where your, um, focus, grow energy flows, flows. There you go. Where, where your focus goes, your energy flows. That's yeah. what it is. Yep. And so, um, yeah, so that's just, I'm living by that right now. And that, and so six out of eight, that's a, that's huge. And we're, we're not even halfway, we just not even halfway through the year. I know. And I, I'm like telling myself now, like, did I even set them high enough? But like, <laughs> but it was like purchase a boutique hotel and like, and, and you know, all the things that go with it, um, grow my team and my team has grown from one, one, one uh employee to four employees now and it's not even june and um host a meetup in my area go on a disney trip um become a coach yeah like i've done like all those things and awesome. so it's just yeah i should have set bigger goals for myself but i was no because by doing this you get to feel like you're making progress even you know when times are tough so yeah yeah absolutely but so if you're not if you're out there and you haven't done a vision board like just like research it and look it up and like 
Just go on Canva and throw all the pictures of things that you want. Yeah, if you go on Canva and search for templates, like vision board template, it'll have like a plug and play. You just drag and drop some photos in there. Five yeah. minutes. Absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like an arts and crafts project, right? No. Just, just mm -hmm. hit print from Canva and you're good. <laughs> my one, my vision board from last year was on a Word doc and I just had like all my goals typed out and just some pictures to like help remind yeah. me of what I wanted. Yeah. That was it. So, hmm. but yeah. So, uh, anything else you got for us today, Carrie? No, this is a good update. Yep. Good yep. stuff. Uh, yeah, really good stuff. So, uh, yeah, if you have any questions about like what you're going through, capital raising, renovations, um, anything that we could help you with, please reach out. Uh, we'd love we'd love to share some knowledge and help you through any situations that we may have knowledge on. Um, also, if you know anybody that's interested in coming on and sharing their wealth building strategy. Uh, please hit us up and yes. uh, we would love, love to extend an invite to any, anyone out there that would love to share their journey. Uh, but yeah. And so until next week, um, we'll have some special guests on next week, uh, looking to share their journeys and yeah, we look forward to sharing it with you. So until then, see you later. See you later. <laughs>